you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.NFL.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello and happy Thanksgiving, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well and festive wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Week 13 is just about here, or maybe it's already commenced for you. Maybe you're already past Thanksgiving, and it's Friday or Saturday, and you're getting ready for the games. Either way, whether it's Wednesday for you or Sunday, welcome to the show, and we got a good one for you. Witness uh, the fact that we have the second annual pie-off getting going here in a matter of moments here. All the fellas, all your favorites, Adam Rank, Handsome Hank, even a blast from the past from around the league Dan Hanzoos is going to pay us a visit, as well as Black Tie Behind the Glass. We all brought in our favorite pies of 2013. I'll taste. Everybody's going to taste. But ultimately, my taste is the one that counts. I will declare the finest pie in 2013. Before we get to that and also some picks for Week 13, let's get into a, a real holiday gift that we were delivered a little bit early here. One of our very favorites in the history of this show. He's been a guest here in Studio 66. He's visited us on the telephone. He's having a gangbuster season, his 13th in the league, and the 2013 Carolina Panthers are the happy surprise of the entire NFL this year. Here he is, everybody, Steve. Ice up, son. Ice up. Smith, what is happening? Steve Smith, how are you? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Listen, it's a pleasure to speak with you, but I have to say it's been far too long. How's the family? How's the wife? How's the ballroom dancing? You know, everything's going good. You know, uh, my, my oldest is 16, so he's uh, finishing up his night hours um, so he can get his license. And, ah. and just a lot of, you know, a lot of things. And then obviously you got the holidays. So, Does that mean you got to buy him a car for the holidays? Nah, he got a car for his birthday is actually November 9th. So he got a car, got a little Honda. Acura and, um, you know, safety is very uh, eco-friendly as well. Great on mileage, uh, especially <laughs> when uh, his bank account doesn't equal up to mine. So you got to have a car that uh, can help him get around on his uh, low-income uh, W-2 collecting job. I got you. So so it's not like you're on the, your kids are on the Steve Smith gravy train. Hey, old man, just give us money for the rest of our lives. That's not how it works in your house. No, you got you got to work hard for it, you know. But at the same time, education comes first. So, um, you know, he's he, he's a smart kid. He, he's doing well. He plays soccer, um, you know. But just got to teach him responsibilities. Responsibilities, are, uh, you know, you got to teach him at a young age. And and uh, I know what I was not taught, um, you know. And it's nothing against my folks; they just didn't know any better. Um, that wasn't 
you know, my folks taught me a lot of things, but money wasn't one of the uh, areas of money management they they excelled at. And um, so just trying to teach my boys and my daughter at a young age to uh, to, to understand, you know, uh, to earn a penny is one thing, but also to save it uh, is another. Well, see, this is why the audience, if they have not heard you on the show before, I always point out, this is a sharp character to listen to, Steve Smith. Hey, so the season, like I said, is going gangbusters for your team here. When did you know, hey, this this particular group has a chance to be good? Was it after week one when you almost beat Seattle? Well, I think after we beat, after we lost to Seattle. I mean, you know, you saw some things that we were doing well. We were also just missing some key things, and so, uh, so you know, it's just you you got to be patient. You got to understand, and also, you know, um, nothing against you, but you know, you you are relaxing out there in Studio Sixty Six, <laughs> you know, and we're out there grinding it out in practice, and so you we know as players, it may not always go as well as planned. But your hard work is not just in vain. You're not just working because you don't have anything better to, else to do. You know, you, you're doing it. And so, uh, you know, you just kind of believe in your talent, believe in hard work, and, and it'll, it'll work out some point uh, either in the year or in your career. I don't understand why you come on the show after so long and immediately go into assaulting me verbally like this, Steve Smith. What gives? I'm I'm toiling away here in '66. Yeah, okay, I've been there. Don't don't <laughs> quit lying. <laughs> All right, well, listen. Now you guys are really you're on the you're the hottest team. Everybody's into you guys and talking about you know is is this a legit contender and so on and so forth. I feel like Monday night, this coming Monday night, it is the Saints at the at the uh, up there in Seattle. Who's going to beat them? I don't know. Are you guys? Are the Carolina Panthers with that defense and Cam Newton looking like he is hooking up with you? Is this the team that can go up to Seattle in January and steal a game? Well, I'm not sure. Steal would be the right word. I think we have a we, we continue to get better. We continue to play well each and every week. We continue to adapt to whatever circumstances and situations we are in that game. And I think we have the possibility uh, to, to, to play well and, and, and hopefully move on and be playing in late January and eventually playing in early February. I didn't mean to insult you by say steal. I just mean no, you no, know. No, no, no. I, I know what you meant, but I also got to be careful just mm-hmm. as a player. You know, sometimes people will listen to – uh, listen to interviews and take one word and run with it. So I also have to be careful because late in the season not to give anybody any uh, quote-unquote, um, you know, bulletin board material. I got you. I hear where you're coming from. A couple of years ago, the first time, in fact, that we kibitzed way back when we talked about, because it was at the dawn of the Cam Newton thing and his breakout rookie season, you gave us your quarterback rankings, the guys that you have caught passes from. It went like this, in case you forget. Jake DeLome, number one, best QB you'd played with. Two, Vinny Testaverde. Three, Cam Newton. Is it still in that order? Well, here's the reason why. It will remain in that order hmm. until things will change. Cam Newton is 24 years old, and thus far I've played with him for about three years now. I've caught him probably maybe 170 passes, and I've caught almost 650 passes with Jake DeLone. Sometimes we get caught as being prisoner in the moment, and it's no disrespect to Cam Newton, but I think it's total disrespect that I had a pretty much an eight- to six-year career with a quarterback. And just because the new kid comes on the block and throws me some passes, all of a sudden now I set aside that friendship and that and that relationship that took a very long time. It took a lot of hard work. And so if people don't respect that and don't like it, I really don't give a damn. But I'm never going to allow some of the history and some of the great things I've done with other teammates to all of a sudden – be pushed aside because you got the the new shiny toy. That that's mm-hmm. not how life works, and that's not how really. I don't think that's fair to my teammates and and, and the thirteen year career that I've had. 
I hear you. And speaking of the 13-year career, it seems like almost every week, maybe it's every month, the talking heads, including myself, start ranking. Who's the best wide receiver? It's always Calvin Johnson, then there's Bryant, A.J. Green. Is it offensive yep. to you after 13 years that it's somehow that you sort of – your people bring you up in the top 10 or so, but I feel like well, listen, we don't listen, hear your if, name enough. If, if I'm 34 years old and going to be playing next year at 35, of course the younger guys are going to be in the top. Why would they not be? Mm-hmm. This league will be in terrible shape if a 35-year-old guy is putting up you know, I would like to catch 22 pass for 300-and-something yards, but that's not happening. <laughs> you know, but that Megatron is the wide receiver of the future. He's the best wide receiver there is. A.J. Green is right there behind him, athletic, uh, can jump out of the roof. I mean, it's a lot of great attributes with those guys. And I'm 34. If I'm on the top 10 at 34, that's pretty darn good, you know, Um so that that's the only way I look at it, and, and that's the respect, and, and I, I love playing this game. But my time has come and passed, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'll be the guy that's the old guy that, hey, every so often you get a young guy come up, try to press me and get, you know, get burnt for a go route or catch a pass, and, and I enjoy it. You know, that's, that's the luxury of age and also the luxury of, uh, of a gift that I have. I hear you. And listen, you seem, I mean, every time I speak with you, you consistently strike me as delightful. And yet, you always, when I watch the games on Sunday, you jaw a lot. You know, I don't know, what happens? How does that, how is it that Steve Smith winds up well, jawing a fair amount? Well, well, it's like this. The playful guy or the great salesman who is totally different at home, and it's not that same person. I'm the same guy on the football field. I'm, I'll yap, I'll talk, I'll have fun, I'll joke around. And, you know, sometimes I don't say anything. But then when I'm at home, I'm hanging out, I'm relaxing. You know, I'm enjoying my family. I enjoy, enjoy just being dad. You know, number 89, it has no jurisdiction in the Smith household. You know, <laughs> it, it's my wife, Angie, and it's me, and it's our kids, and football Football is. I leave when I tap when I tap that doorknob. I leave everything outside in the garage. Hmm. Well, let's talk about. Uh, well, f- I, you know, I'm interested in, like you say, you you sometimes talk to the corners. How often during a season is the corner across from you a stranger, a young guy that you've never met before? And do you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Steve Smith, and you're going to try to cover me all day. What's that conversation like? Well, uh, who's who are we playing? Trufant, uh mm-hmm. I think it was Marcus. Marcus Trufant, he plays for Atlanta. He's a right. rookie. Told him hello. Respect his brothers. Um, he looked at me like I had, uh, he was, he was kind of like thrown off. There's other guys like Revis. I got to play him this week. We laugh and joke, <laughs> you know, we, we just keep it uh, cordial and we both competitors, but we enjoy going against each other. And there's a lot of times where I don't hardly say anything. We just hang out, play ball, uh, run my routes, catch a few passes. Uh, you know, the run play goes the other way. He, he helps me, let, allows me to block him. And so, uh, we, we both win-win. He's getting blocked, and I get a block, and hey, call it a day. Is that right? So you guys say, like, hey, happy, how was Thanksgiving? Do you do that? Like, where'd you have no, your... Like, there's, like, uh, Champ Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know, Champ Bailey. Uh Hey, how you doing? You know, uh, there's a lot of guys that I respect and respect me, and we talk, and we are, hey, how's your family? You know? Um, so it isn't, it isn't all what people think. Like, long, uh, Long from the Rams. They made it seem like me and him were going at it. And actually, on ESPN, they showed me and him talking, and we were actually talking about I made the mistake of saying that him, the long, that's uh, the old linemen, mm-hmm. were brothers. And he said I was racist. And he was like, oh, every white guy, last name Long, I guess we're brothers. I guess all the black guys are Lane Smith. Or your brothers, huh? Uh, so you know he was just—we were having fun, you know. So that those those things happen, and you make jokes about each other when you make mistakes, and you just call it a day. Well, I got to tell you, Steve Smith, I as a guy who you've said a lot of great things over the years. 
I thought Ice Up uh, Son was was my favorite one yet. Oh. That's the line of 2013 in my book. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hot line here in Carolina, too. Well, it's terrific stuff. I congratulate you for that one. All right, Cam Newton real quick, because you've been doing great stuff with him. And, you know, Brandon LaFell is really playing nicely, and Greg yep. Olson is catching passes. All the stuff last year. I, when we last talked, I said too much about this Cam Newton body language jazz. So what? So he has a towel on his head. Is there a difference now, or is this just perception that he's matured? Or, or is that, in fact, the reality that he's a different guy this season? Well, you're never the same. You're never the same guy each year. You always have different habits you need to break. There's always new things that you have to conquer. Uh, there's new defenses that pre- that present problems for you. So, uh, the, a guy is never the same guy, no matter what. Um, so that is my opinion. Has he matured? He yes, he's matured. He's 24 years old, so he's not doing at 22. What he was doing at 22, he's doing at 24. Things do evolve. Um, but, I mean, he's 24 years old. And he has a lot. He, his ceiling is great. He has a lot of improvement to do, and he will continue to improve. And he's showing people that he, he will be a great quarterback. But to all of a sudden deem a 24-year-old, uh, anything than what they are is 24-year-old, advancing in his career, understanding what it is to be – a pro, um, you know, heck, I'm still learning what it means to be a pro at 34. We're, you know, we're always evolving. And if you're not evolving, uh, you're declining. That's just a fact. Are you the guy that they look to in the locker room as the leader? Are you the guy who, uh, when, when all, are you, do you make speeches before the game? Are you just the guy who one-on-one uh, mentors these guys? I'm, I'm, I'm more of a one-on-one guy. I try not to do, get into the speeches because I remember when I was a young guy, when you got a guy that stands up and is always giving speeches, you kind of just you roll your eyes, you know. You hmm. oh, what does this dude have to say now? <laughs> you know, oh the the old the old guy has something to say. You know, I don't want to be one of those guys because I remember what it was like to hear that. So I try to do a you know guys talk to me in confidence about a lot of different subjects one on one, and we and and that's where I think uh, I sell the most, and I also feel more comfortable. You know, everybody doesn't want to sit in front of a group and talk. And, and, you know, at times I know I need to say things, and there's times where I need to just be quiet. And, and uh, I recognize those times, and I just and I just hang out, enjoy it. Well, we appreciate you taking some time during uh, this uh, this holiday week. Real quick question, because we've talked NBA before. You're a Clippers guy, but mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, you may have heard, the guy. Uh, there's another team in L.A. besides the Clippers, and Kobe Bryant just signed a massive deal. Two years, almost $50 million at his age. What? Yes. Well, see, you know, the, you know it just right. So, it, to me, he's coming off this Achilles and everything. A lot of talk about this. Where do you sit as sort of the face of a franchise? What do you think of Kobe's deal? Good move or no? As a 34-year-old guy, and I and say I'm Kobe, and I'm fresh off an of injury, and they give me 48.5, which after taxes is about 24.2. Uh, um, that's not bad, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, you know, let me hold 10 million, you know. Um, <laughs> that's just where it is, you know. He, he that's the contract they gave him, and to be honest, uh, if if they sat that in front of my face and asked me to sign it. I'm signed in as well. You know, uh, he's a guy that's gave, given his heart and soul to that organization. Uh, he's a top-notch competitor. Um, and so, you know, in this day and age, you know, uh, honestly, in the sport, in the sporting world and the entertainment, at the end of the day, when you're setting, when it's all said and done, most of those guys aren't going to meet up with all those coaches that they've had up in their careers and go have lunch. Those coaches are going to move on and go coach other players. Um, and that organization is going to go hire and fire other players. And that is just, that is our business. Uh, and so, you know, you get as much as you can and take care of it and save it. And, um, you know, you, you move on to your other adventures uh, as, that, as that chapter in your book closes, whether you want it to or not. He just got to a great incentive uh, to keep playing, I think, two or three more years. And uh, there's nothing wrong with getting paid a couple of million dollars uh, on the way out. In your estimation, 
All this money, the only guys who get paid like this in the NFL, like Kobe just got paid, are the QBs. Why is it so hard in a world of 7 billion people to find 32 guys that can do it consistently? Well, ultimately, here's the reason why. Um, The same thing that happens with every business there is. Success does two things. It either helps you or hurts you. And sometimes a young guy that gets success very early, it erodes their ability to work hard. Um, when you can look at your bank account and you, and whatever amount that is, you is more than you, what you've ever seen in your life. And all of a sudden, in off season, where you're no longer that coach is no longer making sure you go to class, making sure that you do those things. Now you're policing yourself. Well, that's, that happens. And so just like you and I both have done, well, I'll do it. I'll run after Thanksgiving. Oh, I'll run tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into two more tomorrows. And next thing you know, a month later, six mm-hmm. months later, and then next thing you know, you, you got training camp. You go into training camp, you're out of shape, and then it's too late. You know, So you can't start to run uphill when you haven't even started or you realize, you, oh, hey, I got I to gotta climb this mountain, and you're halfway up there. And you you have no rope, you have no mountain shoes, you have you have nothing uh, that has equipped you to be successful by your own admission, by your own uh, lack thereof, and so that's what happens, um, and that's why there's so much turnover in the sports world. But heck, there's a lot of turnover uh, in the acting careers. You know, people uh, fall off the wagon, get get uh, get caught up, you know, with success, you know, and. Uh, that's where there was a uh, drug overdose and a lot of that stuff goes. Just one false mistake, um, and it's a huge impact. Well, fantastic stuff as always, Steve Smith. It's been far too long. You go now. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope the the sixteen the the, the birthday party's great. The holidays are great. Enjoy the family and go get have a good time with Darrell Revis. In fact, on Sunday, continued success to you and the Panthers. We'll be rooting for you all the way. I appreciate it. Thanks. Damoshek, Damoshek, David, David, Damoshek. Ah, he holds on to his spot, black tie behind the glass, as one of our very finest guests. I, I don't know, maybe Ryan Clark of the Steelers. Turn down the telephone. No phone calls right now, black tie. We're having a holiday show, if you don't mind. Anyway, I'm going to say, while he's busy doing that, I'm going to say hello to everybody else. Steve Smith has continued with his holiday shopping here in Studio 66. As usual, back in his seat uh, to my immediate right from NFL.com and from NFL Fantasy Live. It's Adam Rank. Happy holiday. What's the poop, fella? Happy Thanksgiving, Dave. Yes. I'm not going to say holidays. I didn't say holidays. I said holiday. It's in that genre. You're right. Why why wouldn't I specify? I don't know why I didn't. uh, Listen, let's just put it in the rear view mirror. we got a lot to get to. Next, all the way from England. We talked about it a year ago, but frankly, I forget what his answer was to it. I don't know how or if at all he celebrates our Thanksgiving. After all, it wouldn't make any sense that he would since it was our, you know, we have 4th of July rank, mm-hmm. we, which is when we celebrate our independence from the English. Right. But isn't Thanksgiving really that? It's like a double down on the same thing. We really must not have liked the English. No, we were really upset with Woo-hoo! them. We escaped. Let's we give said, thanks. Well, we're so mad at them, we won't even speak their language anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's, I think no, wait, we, that's, I don't we know. Do. Either way, <laughs> let's hear from him now. He's uh, the resident Miami Dolphins fan of this podcast. All the way from England, it's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello and happy Thanksgiving, handsome Hank. Well, I, I won't accept your happy Thanksgiving, but oh. I'll give it straight back to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you for acknowledging our tradition. Your, your holiday do, is great. Do you do Boxing Day? I love Boxing Day. It's probably the, my one of my sort of top five. What is favorites. it? Is that after Christmas? It's the day after Christmas. Right. It's a reason to extend Christmas for one more day. And this is the tradition wherein everybody changes jobs. Yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't actually what? happen because it, oh. it, it also is a day off. So, it, in theory, people should change jobs, but in in actuality, no one just no one goes to work. What? 
What does but that mean? That's like, like Independence Day, but no, from, we're not doing the. We're not actually doing the fireworks. I think what it came from was like people who had um, servants. They would on Boxing Day for one day a year. The servants would get a break, and they might put, cook their own breakfast. Oh, so as a so as a boy growing up in Nigeria, black tie, for instance, Boxing he would day drive would have been his a real drag for him. <laughs> he would have had to drive, <laughs> drive one of his, his driver. Yeah. I see. I see. All right, yeah. um, and then also from around the league, hosting the uh, the very fine thrice weekly. Is that grammatically correct? Trice weekly, right? Thrice. 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 Thrice is a, is a type of What a shame. I don't My mind is already <laughs> on vacation. It's already on these pies see, uh, sitting around here. You can look at them at NFL.com slash check. The podcast around the league that just reached 1 million downloads in short order. Muzzle tub on that and muzzle tub on your return to Studio 66. It's Dan Hanses. What's the poop with you? Oh, it's, it's exciting to be back. Hi, guys. And this is like a... A, a real celebration for me. It's almost a holiday getting back for this podcast. This is the best podcast of the year, the Pie Contest. Yeah, well, last year you showed up as uh, as Handsome Hank called you. That's how you earned the nickname, earned it, and then some <laughs> empty handsus. Yeah, that Who was Who shows up in a pie off without a pie? I told you, I, on that day, I said I would rectify it in 2013, and I believe I have. Well, a man of your word, and uh, and we have forks. And Last year, you showed up with a fork. Now, you and your <laughs> pals on the Around the League podcast each week like to stick a fork in a team or two that is done. No playoff chances. Talk about it real quick, Hanzoos. The New York Jets. You are the resident Jetropolitans fan here on this podcast, and I guess yes. on ATL as well. Well, by the way, Henry is picking at his pie and eating it right now. Doesn't that seem no, a little... That's, you know, it's beneath that's you. fine. There's no dignity in it. That's fine. I'm, I want to... It's delicious. I haven't eaten lunch. All right. But to your question, the Jets are in a lot of trouble right now. Five and four two weeks ago and everything felt good. Now the Geno Coaster is derailed and I don't know what they do going forward. It's not like you could turn to Matt Sims. So they're in a position where Rex has to stick with this rookie that seems to have a, a confidence issue. And it's not a best-case scenario for the coach because he's coaching for his job. Things are getting a little interesting in the Meadowlands. Well, on our most recent uh, football program prior to this one, we were joined by Daniel Jeremiah, a.k.a. at Move the Sticks, who just recklessly speculated. I like it. He's usually grounded in fact and uh, inside information, but I like when he gets into the spirit of the way we like to do things on this show and just randomly throw out nonsense <laughs> and see and see what works. He thought that Rex Ryan to the USC Trojans would be a gangbusters move, and I, for one, support it. I think that's brilliant because if you think about it, if he got Ken this year, I feel like a Rex with his personality, he's not going to want to go down to D coordinator. So if he doesn't get a, an NFL job, take a college head coaching job, and what's more glamorous than USC? Or right. We could do our, our thing, our, oh, yeah. our uh, DDFP challenge. Have you heard about this? No. Our DDFP challenge has been issued to Nick Saban, where you want to say that you're the greatest coach of all time. Yes, you've won at LSU. Yes, you've won in Alabama. You want to prove yourself? Take over the San Diego State job. <laughs> Win a national championship with the Aztecs. You are then the greatest coach That's of like all time. Phil we'll Jackson, that used to be the old thing with right. him. Like, oh, yeah, you did great with the Bulls and the Lakers. Take over the Grizzlies or something. Right. Well, we don't apply that to players enough, though. I think that would be great if we would – Steve Smith might support Kobe Bryant signing that ridiculous contract, which is which is nonsense. Obviously, he might like the money, and he can say he wants to be a winner. But clearly, if you take that chunk of loot, you're not interested in putting together a roster that's worthy of winning a title. Either way, how about we do the same? Peyton Manning. Yeah, fine. You've been on these loaded Colts teams and Broncos teams. Why don't you head, uh, head down to Jacksonville to round out your career? Show us what you really got, fella. You're going <laughs> to like the nice steamy weather, if nothing else. How about this? Handsome, I was a, a, a smart fella who we like to collectively kibitz with on occasion, but, you know, this is his inside poop. He pointed out to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this, if you watch the Monday night game, RG3, talk about off the rails and all that sort of thing. First of all, I think Mike Shanahan is going to get canned. I don't know how he would hold on to his gig. Either way, though, RG3, I'm starting to hear whispers. Boy, he's maybe a pain in the tuchus in the locker room. Maybe he's not that popular. And as I was talking about this, this guy said to me, watch all the linemen when RG3 gets knocked down, which happens a ton. He always, as a side note, I never thought, I always thought it was a, it was a bunch of hokum. This thing of like, hey, certain quarterbacks, Mike Vick doesn't know how to get down. He doesn't know. Like, what? He's a, a supreme athlete, as good an athlete as the face of the earth has ever seen. But he can't figure out how to go down without getting hit. 
I think that's actually true because you watch RG3 do it. He consistently, even if nobody touches him, when he goes down, he hits the ground really hard every time. Either way, none of his linemen ever extend a mitt of, let me help you up, pal. Yeah. You'll never see that. Watch football games. They got The linemen always pull up their QB when he goes down, except on the Redskins. Meaningful or no? I think it's meaningful. I mean, you know, you always hear about, you know, that their bond between offensive linemen and their quarterback and, mm-hmm. and how the quarterback tries to keep them sweet every year by buying them someone. I can't remember. I think it was Christian Ponder bought them all snowmobiles. or You know, I mean, they, they go. Is to, that right? I know that. Uh, well, this is actually Reggie Bush in, in Miami last year bought them all uh, segways. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, that's Curtis that's, Martin once bought everyone on the Jets line Rolexes after winning so a they, Is it the starters, though, or is it everybody? Adam, I don't know the answer to that question, <laughs> but it, it, that'll lead us slightly astray, I think. Um, but <laughs> the Segway <laughs> thing is the worst one. The segway's that's weird like a joke like, rich guy gets. Right. Yeah. Only rich guys. I've known a fair number of rich guys, but they love giving guys. themselves really expensive joke gifts. Yeah. Is it really? How big a joke can you make there? You, get, you got 4K? Burning a hole in your pocket that right. you can... It was pre- and that, but then you're like, well, now, okay, great, the joke, the good punchline, but now I just own a Segway. <laughs> well, it was funny, though, when <laughs> that exactly happened, right. when that happened, because he gave it to them for getting his first 1,000-yard season, which yeah. is a joke in itself, and it speaks to your franchise, the Dolphins. But well, uh, okay, in Jets but, Dolphins Week, you want to make jokes about the Dolphins being a joke. Whatever. Terrific. On Twitter... Yeah, on, on, twi- <laughs> on Twitter, after those gifts are given, it was so funny seeing a bunch of 360-pound offensive linemen on Segway ways with big smiles yeah. like kids on Christmas. It was awesome. I was but just I mean, going to say. An hour, that was an hour's worth of fun. I would yeah, have that's thought. it. And that's all that, it's Richie for. Incognito is like, what do I do with my Segway? As I detailed <laughs> on, the, uh, on the most recent Sheck report, which you can find at NFL.com slash Sheck, I do detail some, some weird fashion choices. It's getting, you know how the Oklahoma Thundersticks in the uh, in the NBA, they like to wear silly fashions at the postgame pressers. NFL QBs also big range in that same as when they're entering the stadium, walking through the bowels of the joint on their way to the locker room. They also big range with the headphones and everything else. I want to see the QB who comes in on a Segway. That would be a statement, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? I'd That'd love to great. see or the whole team coming in on coming that. on Segways. Yeah. All right, Black Tie, Steve Smith. By the way, terrific. You got a phone call while we were kibitzing about that. What a delight, right? Great interview as always. He uh, gave us a few more drops. I love how he even though he badmouthed me, I didn't he care for that. Out. It was like because you know Damashek usually goes, "Oh, one last thing, one last thing." And, so uh, what? Steve Smith calls him out. You said that like two things ago. So, so what? Like that. that might be a new. <laughs> and he also badmouthed all of us for saying, "I know what goes on in Studio 66," which was the implication that not much goes on in here. All right, the he's right NFL about that. Game is not played in Studio 66. Oh, black ties in heaven. He's got at least six more <laughs> Steve Smith drops to create for us over the next uh, few months here. <laughs> All right, now listen, fellas. Real quick, before the pie-off begins, let's just look at the... I don't want to do a whole thing of picking all the games and everything. But real quick, why don't we do... We do the Red Challenge flag uh, pick segment each week, Hand Zeus. We do it usually with uh, Elliot Harrison, who's not here today, and Handsome Hank. Why don't we do a combo of Hand Zeus and Rank? First of all, though, because, as uh, Handsome mentions, your two teams, the Dolphins and the Jets, are hooking up in New Jersey. Let's start with that one real quick here, Handsome. Dolphins, Jets, who you got? Both five and six, both theoretically playoff contenders. Well, <laughs> this is a little bit like what we talked about with the with the coin flip. I'm hardly going to sit here with Dan Hansis in the room and say, <laughs> I, I think the Jets are going to win this one, Dave. So I'm picking the Miami Dolphins. I think they get back on track. They get to 500. It's the start of the playoff push for the Miami Dolphins. All right. Now, your chances as a newcomer, you can throw the red challenge flag. Or you can agree. That means you disagree. Certainly, I throw the red challenge flag. Yeah. And shame on you, Hank, for not seeing this clearly. You have a situation here. You have two teams that are middling teams, let's face it. However, you're going into New Jersey. It's where the Jets have played well all year. And this game is one in the trenches. You have a great Jets defensive line, a horrid Dolphins offensive line. That will be the difference. Jets 2016. You know, we were talking Hanzoos yesterday in the newsroom. The, Rex Ryan might, may or may not get fired. If they if this continues to spiral downward, he might get the boot, and maybe he will wind up in USC or Oakland, like I said, in August. Um, a couple other guys. Well, everybody else is consumed with the two lost coaches, that they, that guy should be shown the door, or this guy. A couple guys who are now in first place. One, Jim Schwartz. 
to Marvin Lewis. Rank, can you see either one of these guys in, in relatively bad divisions? If either one of these guys blows their division lead this year, can you see them getting canned? Jim Schwartz, for sure. I agree with that one, yeah. yeah. Marvin Lewis it seems to be like his bulletproof. Yeah, he's fine. I agree with it, with, with Hank there. But the thing with Schwartz is all going to come back to that, that uh, fake field goal in Pittsburgh. I, that's most, I mean, listen, I don't think he's a great coach, but that's overblown. That Was that, was it? Yeah, I don't know what was wrong Can with I, that. He left the Steelers, who hadn't done anything offensively in the second half. He left them down essentially at their goal line. Can they I were going to drive the whole field and score. That wasn't a, a, an assumption. Wait, that didn't Jim they? Sh- they did, but I'm not. Okay. It would have only been the field goal. He would have made it a touchdown difference. It wouldn't have made a, a two-score game. Can so, I throw the red challenge flag on this? How no, does this work? We're moving along for the pie-off, but I brought up the Bengals because of this. Bengals are at the San Diego Chargers rank. How say you? Bengals. Bengals. Handsome Hank. How say I'm you? I take the San Diego Chargers. So throw the flag. Right, there you go. I put. It, I took it out. I threw it. It's on the dramatic floor. You when you it. announce you're throwing it, though. <laughs> All right, you Hank's it? the coach I that doesn't it. even really throw the flag. He just drops it at the foot of the official. Well, no, often I will. I mean, the, I'm, so, I'm so unused to normally when Elliot's in here, I'm so unused to having to throw it because Elliot and I are of one mind um, with regards to the NFL. That does not count as bragging. Yeah, well, oh, quite the does. opposite. Quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> what is this? Body language breakdown. <laughs> what? Impromptu? <laughs> Guys, yes, I just have to chime in here. Speaking of Bengals Chargers. Awesome Wait song. a minute. Wait a minute. Speaking way, of Bengals Chargers. Hold on, Rank. Hold on, Speaking of Bengals Chargers, I got to give props to Philip Rivers, who had probably the top body language moment of the season in, the com- in their win against the Chiefs. After that touchdown, like I said, he was number three on my rankings for a reason. He oh, he's gets moving up. Fired up. The teammates were loving it. By far the best body language moment of the season. And unlike your number one, his is actually genuine rather than completely fabricated. Well, Black Ties, he did them a, a couple weeks ago, and it turns out that the guys whose body language he likes are guys who he actually has met and talked with. It was basically <laughs> yeah, a chance for him to name drop is what it was all about there. Um, all right, the big game of the wasn't week. He, but wasn't, like, Geno Smith his big body language oh, guy yeah. at the beginning? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, no, he disliked it. No, you're right, you're right. Like E.J. Manuel was his body language That's guy right. from the okay. combine. He Come did, on, like he, Gino from the start. That's exactly right. Listen, there's something to this. His, his body out. language rankings here. Um, the big game to me, as I've been saying now for six weeks, and, and it is almost here, Monday night in Seattle. The Seahawks win this one. Good night. Basically, you can put the, the Seahawks. The, the Seahawks can certainly start booking reservations for hotels and flights <laughs> and everything to New Jersey in February because who's going to beat them? Hold on. Challenge flag. All right. Well, let's. Uh, you and me will do well, it. Then. Okay. You want to do it? I'll we'll take go. the Seahawks in the that one, game. The one thing I want to ask. No, I'm talking about you saying they're going to the Super Bowl. If, if the NFL suspending its drug testing policy, then yes, perhaps the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> All right. Then pick in. this one. They're they're becoming unraveled with it. This isn't a concern to anybody else that they're guys. Yes, they're it having is. to sign all these guys off the street. The Saints pose a really huge. Difficult challenge. All right, are you throwing the challenge flag? Yes, the Saints will win this game. Oh, wow. Well, then that will turn the NFC upside down after talking to Steve Smith if the Saints would lose and the Panthers would win. They have the kind of receivers. Now, that's a division that's up in the air. But they have the kind of receivers that will give the Seahawks troubles because they don't do well with the little shifty guys, the smaller type dudes, the speed burners. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is going to be able to get loose on them. This is a Kenny Stills game. Kenny (laughs) Stills. This is a Kenny Stills game. I'm good. I I know my Kenny Stills. A galaxy of stars out on the field, but Kenny Stills is going to be the difference, eh? Don't. You know what? All right. I'm not even going to be on that podcast after that game to be able to gloat about it. Fine. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll on, the Percy Har- I'll be on the Percy Harvin train. You can stick with Kenny Stills. All right. Eight. Last one. And uh, I can't believe Sunday night still. Uh, so the Sunday night game is still the Giants and the Redskins. Anytime you get a chance to put the Giants on national TV, you what happened do to it. flexing a game? What, 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 what are they asleep at the wheel at NBC? What about Cards at Eagles? No, why would you? I want think that Alan game? Chris lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I can out. That makes sense, I guess. Um, and uh, for your for the best Turkey Day trio of games that I can remember, Packers at Lions. I'll say it's going to be the Lions. The Cowboys will beat the Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens. I'm too close to it. I can't make a pick on that one. 
All right, I'll take the Steelers. I, but I don't know. I don't. Uh, one thing I can guarantee you, the only guarantee I'll make you about this game, the final score will be 13-10. How do I know? Because every time these two teams have ever played one another, that has been the final score. <laughs> Whoever wins, look it up if you don't believe me. Every single time they play, 13-10 is the final score. By far the most boring matchup of NFL teams. That's number don't one. Don't start number, with Number me. two, Titans and the Rams. Yeah, how awful. <laughs> close, close, hard-hitting affair. Most boring games to watch, by far. Please. You just uh, said it was boring. You go said watch some sexy more. deep balls, please. I like to. I, I'll enjoy the Steelers and Ravens as the nightcap to my Thanksgiving. All right, fellas. So that's uh, that's a, as quick a Week 13 preview as we can possibly do here. Now let's get to the main event, the pie off. It's our second annual, and let's introduce each pie. How should we do it? Everybody grab their fork and. Let's start. I guess we'll start with the man to my right here, Adam Rank. What did you bring in? And again, some people here baked their own. Some people yes. went store bought. Yes. This is not a contest of who can make the best pie. Right. Last year, Handsome Hank's Treacle Tart won the prize. Yes, there was extra credit given by me for the fact that he baked it himself. He made it from scratch. But this isn't a bake-off. This is what's the best pie of 2013, period. Now, you, the only task that you <laughs> have it. on you is to produce the best version of that kind of pie. Rank, what did you bring? I'm not sure I did it. It's a cherry pie upon further inspection. I might have been better off going back to those hostess pies. Looks made out of run. card. It looks like a prop. <laughs> I'm, I'm a... <laughs> It's, it's well like said. if you were doing yeah, if you were doing a Universal Studios tour, they're like, yeah, here's what we do is we take melted crayons and put it <laughs> put it in this like in this cardboard. All right, Black Tie, this is your show. Do you want it to be? Do you, should we all take a bite of this one now, or should we all take a introduce bite of that our pie? We'll yeah, take a bite, but okay. let's not cut it. Let's just let's just dive in. Dig in. Okay, I'll take a little one. I don't really like fruit pies. Try not to munch too much. That's gross. For I don't audience. care. Listen, oh, what is it? Audience. All right. How do people usually eat cherry pie? Warm? Not Typically. Needs to be a little warmer. Oh, yeah. Look, I brought uh, Cool Whip. Or, I mean, Ready Whip. Anybody want some whipped cream oh, yeah. on that? Go ahead. Laugh. Go ahead. You brought what, Shaq? Is that... Oh, I brought some Ready Whip. Cool Whip? Cool. No, Ready Whip. No, Cool Whip? Not Cool Whip! I said Ready Whip! It's, speaking off, of, speaking it's of, off-brand. Speaking of Cool Whip. All right. Uh, I feel... Is that the official whipped cream of the NFL? Uh-oh. I hope we so. Better be, we better make sure that we haven't upset any sponsors. Ooh. Guys, I was seeing up a pop culture segue there. Speaking oh, what of, was speaking it? Speaking of Cool Whip, anyone watch Family Guy and see what they've done lately? Oh, they killed the dog. I, uh, I, I'm, I guess Whoa, I'm wait, not wait, embarrassed wait, to wait, say. Wait. I really don't know a whole lot about Family Guy. I never watch much. I'm much more of a Spoiler. Simpsons loyalist. Mm. Blame Shaq. He's always spoiling stuff. But yeah, you know, big if, change. If you, uh, yeah, if you like the guy, Simpsons... Big. Then mm-hmm. you've seen all the Family Guys. That's what I've always heard. That's why yeah. I never really. Uh, they've, I've always heard that they do an egregious amount of uh, of uh, lifting of stories and uh, sensibilities. And all right, what's the next pie we're going to go? All right, I, I'll just give a quick report. Not that I should do this with each pie, but I will say I think there's a lot of room here. This this is not. If this is our championship pie of 2013, then shame the devil. Yeah. No offense to you, Rank. No, none taken. All right, let's next go to Dan Hanzus. What do you got? All right, I have my wife is from Texas, and uh, her mother, her parents were in town this weekend, and they baked a bourbon pecan pie. Oh, oh! hand it over here. Yeah, so just dig I in. Think, I think we may not need to carry on at this, <laughs> this point. This is a family specialty straight from Gatesville, Texas. Oh. And uh, it's handsome and I had the this. most romantic time in Austin, Texas this summer. We didn't have pie, didn't we? We didn't I have don't any. Think so I don't think we could have eaten another thing. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Uh, Do you use the ready whip? Can with I this? tell you something? If you want, I taste the bourbon, mm, me too. but it's not overwhelming Wait at all. A minute. It's not. It's supposed to bake out. Just not, be a nice little time out. Time out. Are you guys not switching out your forks after you each time? You should say pie out. Uh, this was not a fork switch out. I will do it in the future, though. Rewind. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not switching any of it out. That mm. is delicious. Wow, it's it's like caramel mm. is what it That's tastes delicious. like. Delicious. It really that, is. No, I, nothing's going to beat that. That's marvelous. All right, handsome Hank. What Emily do you and have? Ann Bates out of Gatesville. So what I've done Thanks is to both. Um, we have a saying um, in the UK: um, "As English as an apple pie, or just like Mummy makes it." 
Um, and so, <laughs> I, I, of course, I wanted to bring you something that you guys probably have never tasted in America before, so I've just gone with a traditional, old-fashioned British apple pie, as, as British as apple pie. You stole say. that from us. All right. What? Let's taste it. So, it's an apple pie. Ooh, it looks divine. It really does. Did you make this one, Hanson? This is a homemade um, By you? Know, collaboration, me and my wife. Um, little apple. Little oh, it's cinnamon. very good. It's a very good pie. It's the kind of things. I mean, it's it's, mm. you know, it's just like we make back home. I actually like stale bread. So do <laughs> you or do you not? Do you resent the holiday that we not once but twice know, but celebrate getting away from you? The, the first one, the, I think you call it, I think it's on the 4th of July. Yeah, as one. I mentioned. Yeah, that, is. that one I, we kind of resent because it's all about, well, we won. You didn't win. We let you win. <laughs> The, the second one, this one, Thanksgiving, you're all like, yeah, we got to America, which is great. Good for you guys. The truth is, we gave you a boat and said, off you go. We don't want to see you lot again. We gave you our worst boat and we put some holes in the bottom. Somehow it made it. Congratulations on that part of it. But, I mean, great. You, you, uh, so that would be like celebrating because, hey, we, I went on vacation. I got there. Let's celebrate. Sounds like We're somebody missed the uh, history books in the 1940s. Is yeah. we are we're basically celebrating France on the Fourth of July. Yes, because they came and helped us. They out. came and helped you out. Well, you guys didn't even see the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, I didn't know. Is that is that yeah, a documentary? Why. I've never watched that one. I didn't know about that. That's excellent. The guy from Australia really was an American Pate, right? The, yes. Who hates the Jews? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that guy was a that was guy a, was a Patriot. Anyway, look, I'm thrilled. I think the I think it's a great holiday. I think it's your best homemade like made up holiday. Oh, it's the best of all holidays. I, you, you'll get no argument from me. Black tie, you're next. What kind of pie did you bring? Black right. pie, we're calling him today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As you guys know, I made it known last year. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Thanksgiving meals, traditional Thanksgiving meals. So I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving pies. Or Tom Cruise However, or movies. <laughs> hey, a, a, a listener did drop us a line on Twitter to say that there's a Godfather and Godfather Two marathon. On, on Thanksgiving no, he to watch, watch it. it that way. He must. So I bought in a Dutch apple pie. That's more traditional. It's a little small, so you guys can taste that. But I also bought in like a Bavarian cream and chocolate pie-ish type deal. That's not a, It's a square. It's built well, like a I, log. It's, it's, a, pie, it's like a... I bring, hey, <laughs> I just bring something different to the table. Literally. That's what I do. Yeah. Ice up, son. I don't like that. <laughs> um, all right. And then lastly, I bought... So we're not even trying. No. <laughs> no. Look at that. That's pie. beneath me. There's that's not here, a, too. No, that's a Dutch apple pie. All right. Somebody oh. can eat that one. All right. Um, that one down and then here. lastly, I brought in a, uh, a nice uh, traditional treat. I kind of want to try that. Is a uh, it's a sweet potato pie that I've grown quite fond of over the last couple of years here in LA. There are a couple places that make a good one right up the street. In fact, there is a uh, the kettle that makes delicious fried t- chicken. Also makes a uh, a sweet potato really? pie. Unfortunately, they weren't open when I went to pick it up this morning, so we're left with this one, which is probably second rate. But give it a taste. So anyway. I, I'm very interested. I've never tried um, sweet. I lo- I'm a fan of sweet potatoes. I was just saying to Dave on the way here. I think that. Sweet potato. I had no idea how versatile it is. Uh, it, you can eat it for every single co- on on a menu. It could be an appetizer. Mm-hmm. It can be that's part true. of the main course, and it can be a dessert. I think that's you know hats off to old to news sweet to potatoes. The, old what? news to the Irish, right? Mm. On the potatoes, Ooh. they well, went two two sweet centuries. Potatoes, on. They don't have them. Oh, they don't have sweets. No. That no, tastes like home, Dave. That's oh, really that's not delicious. bad. Huh? That's that's delicious. pretty good. That's third place. I, I, you know, um, that tastes like home. Do I have to taste black ties just to no. be official? Can we assume that that one's not? It's not disgusting. even a pie, black tie. You brought in a strudel. I tried the uh, Dutch apple, which well, is that's Wait, is there, a, is there a Caribbean meat pie that poisoned Sessler last year? <laughs> we have yeah, that was the highlight last year was Mark Sessler, the vegetarian, showed up and empty-handed as well. <laughs> and the food god smote him for this uh, slight, by giving, but he took a bite of it. There was meat in there, and he swallowed it, and that was my highlight. Maybe <laughs> not just of the pie-off, but in the history of the podcast. Mm. That might be my favorite thing that's ever happened on this podcast. All right, so let me meditate on this for a second. Do you have a cherry Pepsi there with this? Yeah, I just um, have to wash it down. That's an unfortunate combo. Um, All right, let's go. Wait, we're Pepsi, right? I'm going. I'm going. Well, black tie, untasted. I'm going to put those in fifth place. Um, In fourth place, ranks cherry pie. I will say this. It, It pales in comparison to the other three. I'm I don't like but this, fruit this, pies. But this one isn't, like, honestly, it looks, you'll see the photos, you'll be like, it does look like a prop. But it's actually not terrible. It is all shiny, like it was splay, sprayed with uh, lacquer, lacquer or something before, before we brought it out. 
Yeah, I, I, as, as a rule, even though I uh, am somebody who rates pies as a part of the Shecky Awards, which are about a month away, the the proper Sheckies will be fully unveiled. This is our hors d'oeuvre to, uh, to all the rest of the categories that we'll get through, including the best movie I saw this year. Not a movie that was necessarily released this year, just the one that I most enjoyed watching over the last 12 months. And is best fruit, in? Best fruit, but I don't like fruit. It could be. It really could be. Um, but uh, but fruit pies are not for me. I don't get it. Mm. Keep your fruit. I love fruit and I love pie. Just don't put them together mm. in my book. Well, I'm so, starting to feel bad for Hank here because that's an excellent. Well, I, I did really like it. Pie. It's nice and cinnamony. I'm going to go at number three, sweet potato pie. Okay. If I'd gotten a great one, mm-hmm. it would be it would be higher up there. It's still mm-hmm. pretty good. It is pretty. It is. It, it ain't bad there, especially with the whipped cream. It really the whipped cream goes with the spiciness of like pumpkin pies and and sweet potato pies. Now that's a nice combo. At number two, which makes the pie of the year, the Shecky Award. For the 2013 Pie of the Year goes to the ladies' hand, Zeus, the <laughs> bourbon pecan, richly deserved. Handsome Hank and Mrs. Handsome, thank you for your delicious offering. I'm glad you got to try apple pie for the first time. I don't want you to hang your head about uh, about not, being run around because that's a delicious, also, delicious he, pie I mean, that, that Hansus yeah, brought he in. Really has I need more of that. That was redemption after empty hands, uh, hands free right. or whatever last year. Okay, well, listen. Black Tie, Dan Hanzus, Handsome Hank, Adam Rank, all you good people out there, and Steve Smith. I hope everybody has or had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember I now. Ah, oh, there he is. There's our man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ice up this this pie and then take the rest of it home. The Hanzus pie. Bourbon pecan. Oh, it's delicioso. An award is uh, being mailed. At some point soon to the Hanzu's home. All right, listen. Thanks to everybody out there. Enjoy your football Thursday and weekend. We'll be back to review week 13 and preview week 14 for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Happy Thanksgiving. And it's been a thin slice of heaven. Thin slice of pecan pie heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.